Welcome to Unwrapping the Gift of Grief, a podcast that extends an invitation to embark on a journey of healing. Your host is Crystal, a grief coach and author, and she's joined by Evangelist Tasha. Together, they will serve as your guides through the transformative landscape of grief. Here, you'll encounter authentic conversations and insights that are bound to inspire, revealing strength and wisdom within life's most challenging times. Prepare to unwrap the invaluable treasures hidden within as we embark on this collective journey towards understanding and healing. Thank you for tuning in to Unwrapping the Gift of Grief. Hey, how are you? I'm doing absolutely amazing. How are you? All is well. All is well. We're live, y'all. We're back tonight. Welcome to Unwrapping the Gift of Grief. This is our second week with Jason Madison. We're going to do a part two. Um, Jason. So for the people yes. that didn't see you last week, tell them who you are and what you do. All right. Everybody calls me J-Mab, but I am Jason Madison. I am an ordained minister, have been in ministry for 35 years, 35 plus years now. Actor, um, TikTok sensation, some people call me. Um, I have several plays and things that I'm working on right now. So that's me. That's a short version of who I am. Is that good? That's the short version. That's very good. That's very good. Well, let's get the party started. Do you let's have go. your list from last week? Because I know you don't. You, you're right. I don't. <laughs> so we're just going to flow then. So we're gonna, we always open up with something fun. So this week, we're going to open up with, tell me a fun fact about you that nobody really knows. Oh, man. Um, I guess I gave away a lot of it already. I am an actor, but one of the things, one of my niches in in life that I appreciate, um, I've DJed, DJed in almost 12 different countries. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun. I, I, in my younger years, I still DJ now. However, in my younger years when I was in the Navy, every country we went to, our goal was to make sure that I had a spot that I could DJ in. So that's a fun fact about me. Interesting. So I don't know if I really consider this a fun fact or, <laughs> but it's about me and most people don't really know it because I'm so kind hearted, but I'm selfish and I'm stingy. I do not like sharing. I would rather buy you what I have than share what I have with you. Ain't that interesting? Is does that include one of them pies that you never mind. Never mind. Go go ahead. Yes, I, it does. It I, does I, include, I, include I, the pies I, and the cakes. Order you one. Because I don't want to share mine. I've, I've been trying I've been trying to get my own. And I told you what to do. I told you I was shipping. I told okay. you I was shipping now. I have I have cakes going to Japan next month. Okay. So well, I need I'm I need you to bring that dog on pie to Atlanta. Just tell me when, what I need. Tell me what button I need to push. 
<laughs> I sure will, and it will be on its way. Say less. So let's get this thing started. We, absolutely, absolutely. So last week we left off with, "Do men grieve differently?" I think that was the closing question that I had asked, and this week we're still navigating the waves of emotions. Not to waste any time, Jason, I'm going to pick up with the question that I just asked you. Uh-huh. How does how does grief impact how you see yourself now? Well, I've learned that grief has its place in our life. Um, a lot of time we grieve over selfishness. Here's what I mean by that. I know a lot of people don't like that word when I when I mention this. Um, let's say um, someone close, a mom, dad, child um, passes away because a lot of time that's how we we um, associate grief with death. Mm-hmm. We want that person to always be with us. We don't want them to go to the next stage of, of existence. And so what happens is um, because we are, we become selfish and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it because we are human. Um, but we also have to understand that our goal in life, once we come on this side of heaven, is to get back to heaven. Once we finish our 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 um, job or uh, vantage point of what we were supposed to do here, it's only one place we go back. But as individuals, we grieve because we don't want to lose them physically. Instead of appreciating them um, spiritually or emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so what it taught me in the grieving process is that I never lost them. I I gained a different version of them. Mm -hmm. So if there was anything that I can say that I grew from from my grief. And that's I mean, in early last week, we talked about. Grief can be in so many different, you you can grieve from a divorce and things like that. But what did you learn from it? What did you get out of it? When, when, when anything leaves our life, instead of being stuck in they're gone or that ended, we have to ask ourselves, well, what did I get out of it? What did I learn from it? Absolutely. I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. Um, because sometimes when we lose things, people walk away from the job. There is a, a lesson in that. And we be so bitter to the cause that we fail to really be grateful and thankful for the lesson. Indeed. Yes, he left me, but this is what he taught me along the way. Yes, I right. lost my job, but this is the skill I acquired while I was there. 
That's it. So yeah, then you have to you have to look at the takeaway of losing a thing, person, or leaving a place. Absolutely. Right. I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree on that. Um so with that being said, how do you see yourself now and how has grief shaped your relationships with your yeah. I'm gonna say community. <laughs> I'm gonna say your community. Well, I'll I, I put village. it this. I'll I put it this way, and and that's just to be perfectly open and honest. Um, because I did not like the feeling of losing. I'm very. I'll use the word shelter, so that I don't feel that pain again. However. I had to get to the point now in life within the last few years, I can't be sheltered if I'm going, if I am going to get what I need to get from everybody that is connected to me. Mm, that's good. Because a lot of times what happened in grief is because I don't want that feeling again. I don't want to be, I don't want to put myself in that position again. And so what I've done in the past is I'll let you get this close. But once you get this close, this is your limit. But I don't get the true you. I don't get the true essence of what I'm supposed to get from you when I do that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think for for me, if I was to have to answer this question, um, I think in relationships, my relationships, my village, my community, grief has allowed me to appreciate those that clung to me when I was going through. And it allowed me to shift away from those who I didn't, I couldn't lean on. So grief like was that. an eye-opener for me in my relationships, and my friendships. Because what I realized also is people expect you to continue right. to be the same person that you were. They want right. you to continue to show up 100% every day not realizing that you probably just lost 90% if we're talking about a loss of a person. You probably lost 90% of yourself during right. that loss. And that made me look at people like, how do you want me to show up daily for you? And I can't even show up for myself. Right, right. That's I a great need, point. I need to pull on you right now. If right. I give you what I have, I'm giving you what I have left. I'm emptying myself. I'm mm -hmm. drained. I'm depleted. Help me. I I was reading your um I was reading your story um to either this morning or yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And then I I realized something in what you were sharing. 
how you was used to your mom being there or your grandpa your grandmother being there and you wanted the same for your lineage. Here's what here's what I, I got out of that or when, when I read it. Um I this is what I heard. This is what I heard. Because I I'm I'm the same way. And then God said, or the I was, God said to me, do you want the next person in your shoe that's going to have to stand in your shoes to feel like you feel? When I, when I move on, when I transition, do I want my sons to be in a position where they can't operate? I, I had, I had a, a, a real good friend of mine. And she, when she lost her dad, it was so bad that she ended up having to go to a mental, to get some mental help, like logging into a mental place. And I said to myself, I don't want my sons to have to do that. And so I had to reevaluate grief. Because when I now when I reevaluate grief, I have to say when I leave or when I transition and I'm minimizing it to to um, death, physical death, I'm minimizing our conversation to that. When when I transition, how do I want my kids to keep moving on? I don't want my kids to be in a position where they miss me so much that they can't function because they miss my physical being, but have neglected our being. Mm. That's good. So that's one thing. That's that's one thing. If 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 it's if it's anything that that taught me, and it it was it would be that conversation where God said, "When you pass, do you want your children to be like this? Do you want your grandchildren to be like this, or do you want your your grand your children and your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, say, Papa was that was my dude there. He brought so much joy." And so I'm going to add whatever he brought to my life. I know I don't have him physically, but I have him in, in other aspects of my life. Grief, so grief, grief is easily, I, I, I use that term loosely. Um, let me use another word. Grief can, 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 can be conquered when we stop getting to the point of we only look at what we lost mm -hmm. instead of instead look at what we gained by that person being in our life that's true that is true that's you know, if if it's in yeah 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 it's interesting that you just said that because I'm, I'm going to go back to the question, the original question you asked or the statement that you said about do I, would I want my children to feel that same way when I was to leave? 
that I feel about my mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. And I've been pondering on something for, for some time now. And no, I don't want them to feel like that. And I truly believe that I don't have them right now because this journey that I'm going on, I have to do it alone. Mm. I was so used to falling back mm. on them and being so attached to them that this their death caused me to stand on my own. As well as their death and I'm just going to say it because this is an open, honest conversation. No holds barred. Broke some generational curses. I can now do things my way and instill some other things into my children that I want to instill in them without having to fight against the elders. Indeed. Indeed. And I can see that my, like my daughter and my son. I'm an empty nester. They don't live here. I do believe that if my mom, my great-grandmother, and my grandmother were still here, we would all still be somewhere in close proximity of each other. And they, they wouldn't have gotten the chance to live their best, their best lives. Because they would have felt like, oh, I have to be here. I have to take care of my mama like she took care of her mama. She took care of her grandma. I have to. But I don't want my children to do that. Never did. So some things had to happen so that it can shift into being what exactly. it needed to be. Exactly. And I'm okay with that. Now, I miss them. Of course. I love them. I had them all, all my life. But this thing here has to happen. Right. Right. It has to happen. So, I'm sorry I had interrupted your comment. <laughs> Did you want to finish? No, you 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 elaborated on what I was saying. The perfect picture, perfect. <laughs> okay, so we're still talking about relationships, but we're going to tip over into how has grief affected you as an entrepreneur? Because you have so many things going on. That I, I love that question. I absolutely love that question. And the answer to it is this. It taught me to enjoy my moments. Here's what I mean by that. We're not promised the next second. And so my life that I live to the, today is based on enjoying the moment that's in front of me. If I want to share something with somebody, if I want to live a certain way, if I want to do a certain thing, I'm not going to allow grief or anything else to disturb my moment. Because what grief has taught me is when if I blink my eye, existence could cease, can mm. cease. And so because existence can cease at the blink of an eye. I'm going to enjoy life to its fullest. So that's how grief has, um, as an entrepreneur, um, whether it's in my acting career, whether it's in my preaching stuff, whether it's in me running the cigar lounge, whether it's me doing this, that, and the other, 
I met a, a amazing guy. Matter of fact, he's right outside here um, before I got on the show. He and I was in a debate in the middle of the cigar lounge and we was going back and forth with each other. And then I said, I got to run. I got to get on the show. And I said, I appreciate you because this conversation allows me to express myself. And I had the opportunity to, to allow you to express yourself and not be offended. Mm. I'm living my life. You live your life. You have your vantage point. I have my vantage point. Um, one thing I will share and I'll shut up. Um, uh, there's a movie, there's a movie called vantage point. There's a movie called vantage point. If you ever get a chance to see it and I, I don't want the movie was great, but I want your listeners and your followers to look at it from a different point. Um, the movie is about one specific specific incident, but it kept rewinding itself to allow us to see somebody's else's um, vantage point of the same incident incident life is about the vantage point that you have but appreciate hear me very well um the appreciate the honesty of somebody else's vantage point it may not look like yours it, you, you they may what you see is different than what they may see Life is about enjoying your vantage point and accepting other people's vantage point. That's good. That's good. Um, grief has affected me as an entrepreneur um, differently <laughs> than I spoke of a few weeks ago because I've had a mind shift. So Many years ago, when I lost my mom, grief stopped me from doing Count to Speak Pearl. And it just made me shut down because I was so overwhelmed with grief. Now, I look at grief in a whole nother aspect. I look at it like, do what you love. Make your mark. Yes. That's where, yes. I'm, that's where I am today. If I want to write a devotional, uh, create a digital journal, I'm going to do it. If I want to bake a cake, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it because that's what I love doing. I'm not going to do it just because it's going to bring me a dime. Do, I, I'm, going, I'm doing what I love. Yes. And that's how grief affects me. Because if I do what I love and people see that I'm doing what I love, it's going to leave a big, bigger impact on them than if I was just doing something to get a dollar. That's good. That's good. And what I love is going to be my legacy. Because when I leave here, they're going to be like, oh, she knows she can bake some cakes. Right. Oh, she knows she can write some books. Oh, she knows she can design this. Right. Oh, she knows she can do this. Yes, do what right. I love. You got something else on that question? No, I, I absolutely love you. You 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 helped me out with that. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Um, we're talking about shaping ourselves within grief. Um, I'm gonna ask you this. What helps you make what help you maintain healthy connections? The word is standards. 
standards and boundaries. I was just going to say boundaries. Standards and boundaries allows me. I, I tell people this. I said, paint your picture of what you want your, your life to look like. So that when other people enter your life, you get to grab that person and hold them up against your picture and say, uh, yeah, this is enhances my picture. This en enhances what I got going on. Or, nah, that ain't for me. Maybe you want a butterfly in your picture and not a jackass. You get to choose. You get to choose to have a, a butterfly in your picture or a jackass walk running across your picture. That that's that's what m helps me maintain um, where I am right now. Standards and boundaries. That's good. That's good. I've never heard it spoken like that. You get to paint your picture. On, wow. on Tuesdays and Fridays, I get it right. What's today? Today is Thursday. Oh, Lord, Jesus, Jesus you caught me slipping. You caught me on a good day. <laughs> Uh, do you know I just realized this year that no is a complete sentence? Ooh. And I learned that. I learned Ooh. that in therapy. I I learned that in therapy. T.D. Jakes had this sermon that he preached some years ago. The art of saying no. I'm going to have to find that. That thing right there, when I learned how to say no, I ain't got it today. I'm sorry, I ain't got it today. I don't, I don't, I don't have the finances today. I don't have the emotional um, needs that you, I don't have the words today. No, today I can't do it. When I learned to finally um, say no, today is not my, today you can't. When I learned that, my life became better. Hmm. The art of saying no. I can no. attest to that. Because I, I realized, like, I, I'm such a, okay, I'll do it till I, til I tire myself out or till I'm drained and empty. But when I started saying no, and sometimes I don't even say no, I just don't do it. Right. Because that's not what I want to do. And sometimes I don't have the capacity to do it. To do it. It is, it is what right. it is. That right there, that has shown me how I can maintain healthy connections. Right. And though, like right. you said, those boundaries, setting those boundaries. Connections, yeah. you have to, there, there's, watch this. Um, I don't know if you ever, you, you ever experienced this, um, especially with Apple. Apple had this thing. You can buy a, um, a, 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 a charging device on, on um, Amazon, Amazon or a, a knockoff version. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you plug it in, it says this is not the original plug. So mm -hmm. we can't we can't charge you. I can't I can't use this. When we learn that when we connect with people, 
and and when they connect with and you need it's your turn to get recharged or when people want to connect with you some people aren't com compatible to you to recharge you Ooh, and we have to learn to accept the fact that the people that we want to recharge us are not compatible to us are not compatible and so we got me, to accept let me piggyback that. Off of that. Let me piggyback off that, right? So you say we have to accept it, right? Because most of the time we don't want to let those people go. Or we don't want to we, we have You're hitting it. We don't you're hitting want it. to let them go. You're Period. hitting it. So you're hitting it. If Mama, you hitting it. If we continue to let these people plug into us they're going to drain us and you don't because get nothing in return in return don't get anything nothing nothing and then you wonder why you walking around here so low your battery watch drained. this watch this check, check this out so i have i have two cell phones and both of them are the same cell phone they're the same, the exact same model. I got them both at this exact same time. Watch this. I could put one on top of the other, but they're the same phone, but only one will recharge the other. The other mm. one would drain itself, recharging the other. I, I, I know y'all done missed it. I know y'all done missed it. Here, 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 here it is. Here, here it is. You 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 connect with people that are like minded. You connect with people. We 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 often connect with people that we say, "Oh, this is who who I can roll with." Uh, mm -hmm. in, in reality, those are your peers. They're not. There are three different types of people that we're supposed to sow into. And I'm. I know I'm all the way left now in your conversation. I okay. apologize, it's okay. but I, okay. I want to help somebody else. There are three different types of people that we should have in our life. The first type of person in our life is somebody that you can sow into, that you can charge, that you can give energy to. The second type of person that, that, that you need to be connected to is a, somebody that is very much similar to you. They understand what, what you're going through they, and you all can get to bounce each other. You bounce ideas and thoughts off of each other, but y'all are not looking for anything from each other. The third type of person that you need to be connected to is somebody that can sow into you. And that's where we miss it. A lot of times we think that we got to be the number one guy. In reality, we need somebody in our life that's going to sow into me. And I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. No, I don't have I to be watch this. <laughs> watch this, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, watch this. I don't have to be the strongest person in my connection. Sometimes I need to I need I need somebody that I can pull their cord and they plug themselves into me. Instead of me taking my club, my cord and plugging it in into somebody else. Because we have these things called portable um, um, chargers where you, you plug the portable charger into the wall and let it get charged. But watch this. You take that portable charger, put it in a bag. 
And when your phone is dying, you pulled out that portable thing that has already been charged. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I'm not the charger. I'm the chargee. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I see already you, you and I, we're going to have a great, we, 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 we're going to, we're going to take this thing to a whole different level. Come on now. Say that one more time, Jay. You're not the charger. You the what? Say that again. You say you're not the charger. You the chargee. You the chargee. <laughs> ah, I like that. I, I, I I heard something I I heard something on social media that blew my mind. Um, uh, here it is. I'm looking for er. What does that mean? Mm. I'm already I'm already happy. I'm looking to be happy er. And so I, see, I, you know what? The happy is already there. That's it. That's it. Anybody that I connect with is the er. I'm at peace. I need, I need her. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm sorry. I, I gotta get. Uh, uh, I gotta. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I, I gotta get out of here. I, uh, I have. Uh, I'm hosting. A, a, I, I'm hosting a, some people at the spot tonight, and they understood that I, I, I have. I, you first. I told them. I said she has head of the line privileges. All right, now well, we we pretty much wrapped up, but I am going to uh, I'm going to ask this last question, and we're going to wrap this up. Um, okay. If you had one minute to talk to your loved one, whoever that may be, what would you say? I would say to my grandfather, "Thank you for teaching me how to be a man." Now you got me in tears. Why did you ask that question? You still got more. What else you would say? That's all you would say? If it, because one thing that I, I realized that this world is missing, or let me let me let me digress and say it this way. One thing that the women and the our children are missing is real men. Mm. And so I would I would tell my grandfather thank you for teaching me how to be a real man. Because the people that I'm around and they they often compliment me on how I carry myself and I always say my grandfather taught me that. Mm. So if if anything it would be that. Mm. For me, um, I would hope that my mom and my grandmother would both be sitting at the same table. And I would start by saying, telling my mom, thank you for understanding that I needed to be somewhere else other than with you at your time of suffering. Wow. Because had I stayed, I would have been lost to the streets. I probably would have been another st statistic. So thank you for realizing that I deserve more. I deserve better. And I would say to my grandmother, thank you. Thank you for the sacrifices. Because had it not been for you, 
I wouldn't be able to live the life that I live now. Wow. You put your life on pause so that I can have what I needed so I can go many places so I can do the things that I love. Thank you. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And with that, I, like, said, I absolutely love up. that. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to wrap up episode eight of Unwrapping the Gift of Grief with Jason Madison. Um, we appreciate you. This is episode two that you well, part two of episode seven and eight that you've been on. Thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up. Jason you is know, going to be back with me soon. I'm always there for you. I'm always there for you. Anytime you need me, I got you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You can tell the people something before you get up out of here. Leave them with something. All right. I want you all to pay attention. We got a lot of different things going on, and I'm just going to do a shameless plug. Um, tomorrow, I have a movie audition. I have another um, things that we're going to redo a play that I was in a couple of years ago, which is now being picked up as a movie. Um, um, so we're going to I got a couple of things. So I just want you all to pay attention to that. The reason why I brought that up is to say this. I'm 50 years old and my life, the, the Bible tells us our ladder should be is going to be greater. I'm leave. I'm living my greater now. I don't care how old you are. You still, if you still got breath in your body, you still have time to follow your dreams. That's what I'm doing. I'm living my dream. I, I'm, I'm, I'm managing a cigar lounge. I'm doing this. I'm doing that in my fifties. So you still have time. That's good. That's good. Thank you so much. You can get on up out here if you need to. I'll call. All right. You on I now. love you, and I'll call you later. All right. Love you too. Have a good night. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, y'all. Like I said, we was wrapping up the end of episode eight for unwrapping the gift of grief with Jason Madison. Um, it's always a great time with him on here. Uh, he'll be back soon. Next week, Tasha will be back in the building. Hopefully, it's her birthday. So, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. YouTube, Facebook, uh, Spotify. Hey, and guess what? We just got approved for Google. So, we're on every streaming outlet now. So, thank you so much for tuning in. As I said before, you can grab your copies of... Embracing the gift, of, the gift of Grief. You can grab your copies of Journaling for a Brown Girl, um, digital journals. If you just want to journal your feelings and thoughts, I'm here. Just hit me up in my DM. As I always tell you every week, I'm going to leave you with something. Be kind to yourself. Take some time out for yourself. Settle down. Be still. Self-care. Practice self-care and create boundaries. If you need help, there's help out here. Only if you want it. Grief Share is one. You can get a mental health therapist or you can get a grief coach as myself. I'm here as well. I'm Crystal. And as I always say, if there was no grief, there'll be no love. If there was no love, there'll be no grief. So consider yourself blessed. Have a great evening. <laughs>